In today's show, we look at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com. The promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we're going to look at uh, week 14 in the NBA. We're going to look at waiver wire options, most added, most dropped players, as we always do. So, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The most added player. Unsurprisingly, because he's been ridiculously good of late, and that is Isaiah Jackson in Indiana. And sometimes you do all this work. We... You don't do all this work. Well, that's not true. You do similar work. You do different work. But, you know, I do the work that I do. And we come in and we go, yeah, I really like Isaiah Jackson. Okay, there's a big chance they trade Miles Turner. 20 minutes, 18 minutes a night. Isaiah Jackson could still be really useful. I don't mind taking him late in a draft. And then we start the season and Terry Taylor starts a game ahead of him, even though Miles Turner is out. And then we have Isaiah Jackson sent to the G League. And then we have Jalen Smith, who honestly is dreadful. Um, playing backup minutes over Isaiah Jackson, where Jalen Smith's not anywhere close to being a center. And you go, well, was I wrong? Like, yes, I obviously. Yeah, was I wrong to think that Jackson was solid? Clearly, because the Pacers just think he's trash. And then Turner goes out with back spasms, and they start James Johnson. Like, well, at least he can make us proud, but what are we doing? And then the last two games, Isaiah Jackson starts, blocks every shot in the world. You go, ah, oh, I wasn't wrong. All right, he is actually... Can, it could be a massive fantasy beast, right? Absolute massive. And I think he's actually a really good, not game-changing center, but guy with significant upside as an NBA player. So you go, what the hell happened for 40 games? Why were we going with Jalen Smith? And why were we going with James Johnson or Terry Taylor? Or God forbid, if Daniel Tice was healthy, maybe they would have gone with him. So you get like a little bit of sanity back. And you go, okay, I was right. But why was I wrong for 40 games? What the hell happened? Now, everyone's adding Isaiah Jackson because Miles Turner is out and he is starting over Jalen Smith. Another one of those situations where the guy was too good. He was not good enough to be the backup, but now he's good enough to be the big minute starter. Like, if you can figure any of the logic out for a lot of this stuff, I'm looking at you, Stephen Silas, right at you. If you can look at any of the logic that NBA coaches do with some of their rotation moves, I'd love it to be explained. But now we're here. Isaiah Jackson's starting, and everyone's grabbing him in fantasy. And I hope you grabbed him before the last two games. But what the hell happens now? Like when Miles Turner's back, again, I'm seeing the copium come through. Oh, do you think when Turner's back, we'll still get 20 plus minutes of Isaiah Jackson? No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to say, well, Miles, you play 26. Uh, Jackson plays 22. We never play Jalen Smith at all. Um, I, I just don't believe that they will do that. Does this mean that they're now more likely to trade Miles Turner? No, I don't think that it's true either because Miles Turner is still a far superior player. This is a great 
performance from Isaiah Jackson. It's great showing. It shows that the faith that we had in him at the start of the season was true or um, was well-founded. And it shows that he can be an impactful fantasy guy. But I, I don't think he's going to be able to um, yeah, maintain value. Now, now what he does is he moves into the luxury stash. If he plays 18 minutes a night, there's still 14 team, maybe back end 12 team value. And if Turner gets hurt and if Turner gets traded, which we find out in the next four weeks, then we've got a massive option on our hands, even though they could still go back to Jalen Smith. So while it's great to grab him now, we have to understand again that the likelihood of him maintaining even 80% of what he's doing is really, really low. It's really low. Like he'll go back and play maybe 17, maybe 14 minutes a night as Smith gets him back, maybe 10 minutes a night, maybe zero minutes a night. That is all entirely possible because again, if you were to apply logic to anything that gets done here with rotations, you would have said, well, why why wouldn't they just elevate Jalen Smith to play 28 minutes as the starting center if they deemed Isaiah Jackson wasn't good enough to be the backup? Right, that's logic. And so now, like, how do you apply logic to anything that's going on with this now? You can't. You grab him because we don't know when Turner's going to be back. And then you hold and you see what happens. And then if he goes back to being like old mate Steve Clifford in Charlotte, decides, well, you know, we've got a high pick. We might as well make him the third string center. Like, but he's gone backwards away from Mark Williams. Then you move on, right? But great. Gabe Vincent's in a very similar situation. Vincent is blowing up huge numbers because there are two players out, Kyle Lowry and um, Tyler Hero. Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Now, if Lowry does remain out, Vincent still has appeal. And that is what it looks like. Hero is off the injury report, but Lowry is still on the injury report. So... Um, yeah, that's for tomorrow's game. So there is still value there in Gabe. And we saw this last season when Lowry was out with personal reasons. Vincent was an excellent stream option and he remains an excellent stream option now. He's dealt with his own injuries this season. As to what you do with Lowry, I don't actually know. Like if you're in a shallow situation, you've got multiple injuries, you, dro- you drop him. Like you can't deal with that stuff. With an uncertain time frame to return, poor production, multiple other injuries, you have to move on. But again, the likelihood of someone like um, Gabe Vincent maintaining value all season is really, really low. It's going to require Lowry out for the season. And the, really, the big spike is becoming because both Hero and Lowry are out. So he's good ad. But yeah, the likelihood of it lasting is not really there. Joe Harris, one of the most added players. He was great last time without KD. I don't think that he is a must-add 12-team league player. He's totally okay to do that. He's totally fine to add him. Get some threes in there. The fact that he started over Seth Curry was interesting. But I think it's going to be him and Seth and a little bit of TJ sort of mixing and matching and going back and forward as to being 12-team must players. And I don't think any of them will be musts. I think they're all solid enough. And he's fine. He's not a priority guy. Alex Caruso, surely that's just to stream in today with DeRozan out. They play one game next week and you do not hold Alex Caruso through a one-game week. Even if DeRozan is still out, which we don't know, you don't hold Alex Caruso through that week. I was shocked, appalled, dismayed, flabbergasted, stunned, staggered, that Dante DiVincenzo is one of the most added players. I mean, I'm not really, but I know he had a good game last game, so I know that. But really, like, that is chasing. That is chasing to the biggest degree. 
He was really good last game in a game where the starters just didn't play. Like they just all sat because of a blowout. Like that was that 30 point game against the Spurs and the Alamo Dome. They didn't have to play. The game was over at halftime, basically. So all of these starters were playing 22 minutes, 25 minutes, 27 minutes. So DiVincenzo got extra playing time and he made the most of it. And he started off really hot with some shooting. I would not have wasted an ad or a roster spot on adding DiVincenzo. But in saying that, it is a Sunday-Monday back-to-back for the Warriors, and Clay's going to sit on, on Monday. Steph isn't. So is DiVincenzo's value to add for the back-to-back, is it worth it? He might play 15 minutes on Sunday. He might play 20 minutes, but not do anything. So I, I don't mind him being an ad as one of the most added players. It doesn't make a ton of sense. Trey Lyles, one of the most added players. He's been playing really well. He has doubled his block rate over the last 10 games, and his shooting numbers are through the roof. But he's getting a lot of backup center minutes. I, I, don't, I don't mind him as an ad. I don't think there's any ability for that to maintain long-term stuff. And he is, you know, the Kings do play Sunday, so there's some stream value in him. But I don't, I don't think there's anything long-term there. And the same with, um, actually, a lot of these guys. But the same with uh, MC Hamadou Diallo. He's been playing a lot of center. And when Stewart and then Duran return, he's not going to have those opportunities. He's probably going to play 18 minutes a night as a backup wing. Yes, you could stream him today. Uh, do they even play today? No, they're, oh, yeah, they're, yeah, sorry. They're playing at the moment as I'm speaking. What am I talking about? Um, but they play one game next week. Like there's zero reason to have Diallo on your roster. But I guess stream for today. Norman Powell's the other interesting one. That the Clippers are now losing John Wall. They lost Marcus Morris today. Paul George is still out. Powell is going to have really good value um, for that game. But also while George and Canard are out, there is strong value in Powell. We know he needs 30 minutes. We know he needs a lot of touches. And with those sort of um, usage, shooting, scoring players out, the value is there for power. So we roll with him until the, that value uh, dies away. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not the daily fantasy you might remember. It's not daily fantasy of putting lineups together with salary caps and going over thousands of people. It's against projections. That's it. So you might see the projections for Nico Batum and might be four and a half points. You go, okay, you might be able to get more than that. So you throw that into your lineup. Or you might look at Hamadou Diallo and go, four and a half rebounds. Can you get more than that? Yeah, probably. If Duran's out, maybe there's a little bit of extra there. And you get between two to six of those, put them in your lineup, and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. You can do that in over 30 US states. You can do it in Canada. And these entries take under 60 seconds to do. But your entries don't have to be basketball. You can do them for the NFL playoffs. You can do them for college basketball, both women's and men's. You can do it for cricket, European basketball, NASCAR, PGA, MMA, boxing, and of course, disc golf. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with a promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's look at the most dropped players in fantasy. And I think most of these are straightforward. There are a couple of glaring examples that I don't really agree with. Number one is Dwayne Washington Jr. I've talked about this a lot, is that we've seen Dwayne Washington play. There's a reason he's a two-way player. He'll come out, he'll have this big scoring game, and you go, oh, ooh. And then the next game, he'll have eight points on 13% shooting. And in the last two games without Chris Paul, he's done that twice in a row. He's had like shocking shooting games and he really needs to get by on a gigantic usage of shots and they don't go in very often. I don't know when Chris Paul's coming back, but Washington is not a must plug and play guy in those scenarios. He can be very hit or miss with his production. He can be more detrimental to your team 
than helpful to your team. And their next game is on Monday and Paul and or Shamit might return. I don't know. Damian Lee is by far the more secure player, probably lower upside, but more secure. And Washington, hasn't, the most he's played is 27 minutes. He's been you know, 25, 25, 27, 24, 24 in the last five games replacing Paul. But there is just so much uncertainty with his overall production. I get dropping him. Kenrich Williams, totally okay as well. He had a nice little run with putting up top 100 numbers. He's back more to being a 14-team league guy. Okay. Jalen Suggs. I've had a lot of people ask me about Jalen Suggs. I feel I've been pretty clear on Jalen Suggs over the last three weeks or so, but I'm still getting the question, so let's do it now. Now that he's one of the most dropped players, yes, yes, you drop him. Like I said, when he was coming back from injury, I don't think you should add him. And then when people added him, I said, I don't think you should have added him. And then when he started playing, I said, I think you should drop him. And now I'm saying the same thing. I don't see how he's a 12-team league guy. I like Jalen Suggs. I think he can develop into a really good player. But not at the moment. There's just too many guys there. There's not enough minutes. There's not enough usage. He has too many deficiencies in his shooting. I don't believe holding on to him, waiting for something that's probably not going to happen, is a good move. I just don't think it's worth it. So move on. You shouldn't have added to begin with. Um, you should have dropped immediately. And now, again, you people are starting to pay attention. Or not pay attention, but starting to uh, make that move. And again, if you are still asking the Jalen Suggs question, here is the answer. Don't hold on to him in 10 or 12 team leagues. In 14, it is borderline. In 12, there's no way I'd bother holding him. And I think we say the same with Sohan. Sohan, now! It's a great illustration of this, this one is, because we see Devin Vassell go down and go, oh, well, there you go, Sohan. He's going to take all the usage. That was a common thread that was around, a common thought that was around. And we'd seen the evidence of it in the games prior, where Vassell was out and literally nothing changed in Sohan's game at all. And people in fantasy, and you've got to be really careful to get this out of your mindset. People have this. We will see a player. Let's throw an example out now. Let's say it's Chris Paul, right? Let's go back to that example. Chris Paul's missed the last four games, five games, whatever it is, right? Say tomorrow, knock on wood, this is me making it up. This hasn't happened. Knock on wood. Say we get, oh, Chris Paul actually has a torn labrum in his hip, a slight fracture in his hip socket, and he'll be out for the season. If we get that news tomorrow, there will be so many people that run and go, oh, so we add Dwayne Washington? Dwayne Washington must add now? And I and then I look at it and go, but you, you, we just saw what Dwayne Washington did. You didn't like it. You dropped him. So what changes? We have got ample evidence for what Washington does in this scenario. And maybe it's a bad example. Maybe you would add Washington, but we've got ample evidence of what happens here. And then Shamit's got to return and then Johnson's going to return. We've got ample, and then Payne's going to return. We've got ample evidence of this of what happens when Paul is out. And the same thing has happened with Sohan. But everyone just said, well, now that Vassell's officially announced for surgery, things will change. And they didn't. He's actually gotten worse somehow. So there's there's no reason to hold Jeremy Sohan in 12 10 leagues. None. And people have dropped him. I do not believe in dropping Andrew Nembhard. This is silliness to me. Last game was not particularly good. He played like 25 minutes. The shooting, which has been a big strength of his all season, has been atrocious in the last two games. And it's the opposite of the triple whammy. You know, we talk with the triple whammy when someone gets the increased minutes opportunity, then they shoot 70% from the field and grab six deals. And it looks like they're just blowing all the way up because they turned increased opportunity along with unsustainable per game production. Well, Nembhard saw, well, Halliburton went down, so I'm going to shoot 20%. So it just looks dreadful. So he got the increased opportunity and was much worse than he's been, even though the usage did go up for him. McConnell looks like a great ad. And I, when when this injury happened, I, I honestly, I don't 
even remember what I ended up saying or who I preferred because I was so close on those two guys. But I know one thing I did say is that McConnell is by far the better per minute producer. So if he gets 25 to 26, then he is going to be a clear 12-team ad and probably better than Nembhard because those big games that Nembhard had were with McConnell and Duarte both out. And I think that's played out. But Nembhard's still seen an in- a usage increase. He's still getting a lot of shots. They're just not going in. So I definitely would not have dropped Andrew Nembhard in 12-team leagues while Halliburton's out. I would not have done it. Derek White, good opportunity for him with Jalen Brown out. And then he got injured yesterday. We don't have an update on yeah, how long he's going to be out or if he's going to be out at all. I don't think I would have been so quick to drop Derek White. Like, okay, am I the world's biggest Derek White fan? Maybe. Have I been you know, reasonable in my uh, expectations and thoughts on his production this season? I, I would say yes. So I, I'm not. it's not because I love Derek White, just that I don't think I would have dropped him without a diagnosis on an injury in a situation where Jalen Brown is out. I would have waited to hear something there. Jalen McDaniels, granted, he's been bad. Right, but while Haywood and while Oubre are out, how many starting small forwards playing 30-plus minutes a night who can get a steal and a block, 12.7 rebounds, two threes? How many of those guys are out there? Zero. Zero. There's none of them. I don't, he's been bad. There's no, there's no question about this, and he does not have rest of season value. He doesn't. But I don't think you should drop him. And Tyus Jones, sure. No worries. We add when Morant's out. We drop when Morant's back unless you're in a luxury stash type scenario, which you might be. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You know, you love treats. I love treats. We all love treats. But sometimes they're too high in sugar or calories and fat. And we go, what are we doing? Like, it's just, this is not actually helping me and my lifestyle in trying to lose weight. But I love the taste of it. Well, now you've got Bilt Bar because you can get Bilt Bar and you can grab them. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. We know this. This is what makes them taste so good. And we have one. We go, oh, bloody hell, this is great. And then you understand that you're doing something good for your body because you're getting this high protein in. And you don't have to, like I've been telling you for years, you don't have to go to built.com. You can, but you don't have to go there. You can just waltz straight into a Walmart, go, good sir, tell me where your pharmacy section is. I saw a video today where Walmart sells Jordans, by the way, which blew my mind. Anyway, I don't think I've ever been inside a Walmart, but if I did go to a Walmart, I'd go straight to the farm. I'd go, where's your pharmacy section? Because I'd go down there and I'd look at the bars, the boxes, the boxes of built bars, four bar boxes. I'd grab the, the cookies and cream one straight away. But you can also get the double chocolate or the coconut puffs. And then I'd say, hey, is there a Sam's Club around here? Because I heard they've got a 13 bar box. Yes, they do. And it comes in the churro flavor and in the brownie batter. So go to built.com or go to Walmart, go to Sam's Club and get your boxes of built bar. Built bar is built different. Let's go through some droppable players. You know what this means? That if you're on, on your roster and you're looking to make longer-term moves, um, move on. Simple as that. I, I don't see it with Bol Bol. I'm sorry. He had a nice little run at the start of the season when there were seven rotation players out. Seven rotation players out. He's come back. He's playing 19 minutes or so off the bench. But where is the path to big minutes? It's not there. You're holding on to a dream because A, you like memes. B, you remember what he did where he was really strong for a three, four-week period. Um, And you're trying to convince yourself that Bowl is the option. He's not. I I just He's not. I've been pretty clear about this. You add players when 
situations arise. And was I too slow to say that Bol was going to be an ad? Yeah, because he was at blocking like 8.5 shots per 100 possessions, which was so completely unsustainable that it wasn't going to stick. But it did stick for like, what, a week or two at that high block rate? And a lot of the time, I'm just, I can be slow on those things. I understand that sometimes. But sometimes I'm also too early on things. It's, it's uh, swings and roundabouts. Um, yeah, I was slow on, on bowl for sure, on adding him. But this outcome was entirely predictable. In fact, John Armstrong. Get that garbage out of here! And guys, I am well aware that his name is Jack Armstrong. But do you know what his name actually is? It's John because you know what Jack is? A nickname for John. Last time I called him John Armstrong. Uh, did you mean to say Jack, Josh? Did you mean to call him Jack? I, no, I meant to call him John because his name is John Armstrong. And Jack is a nickname for John. There you go. The more you know. Sadiq Bay, the depressed penis. Again, this is a longer term play. Because with Duran and Stewart out, again, Stewart's back, but with those guys out, there was more opportunities there for him. But longer term, I, I do not see it. I don't think he's a well-rounded player. I think he's inefficient with his scoring. And he's getting these big minutes because there are three front court players out, or there were three front court players out, Duran, Stewart, and Bagley. I don't think of him as a long-term guy. Nor do I with Jaden Ivey. Ivey might step it up in March, or he might continue to do what he's doing now, which is nothing anywhere close to 12-team value for category leagues. These four first four more category league ones. And then Max Struess, the winner soldier. 40 minutes a night with Hero out. Hero's back. See you, Maxi. It's been great. Love that little production. But even in 40 minutes a night... He wasn't doing enough to be like a blow-up Gabe Vincent top 20 type player. He wasn't anywhere near that. You don't need to hold him. In a points league, now I know I just talked about Jalen McDaniels. In a points league, he doesn't actually do it. There's no point having him long-term in a points league. You can move on clearly. Contavious Caldwell-Pope? There's no upside. The points league value is not huge anyway. Over-rostered. Dennis Schroeder. Well, LeBron, when LeBron plays, it just this is not enough from him. And we are going to get Reeves and Walker back in the next week or so. So I'll show it can still be useful. When he goes back to playing 30 minutes instead of 37, there's no way I want him. And then Bolt on that list as well. He shouldn't have been rostered in points leagues for weeks and weeks and weeks. But he still is rostered in some leagues, so we can uh, see, see, say see you later. Must roster players. These are all guys who are available in at least 20% of leagues that I'm just going to throw out there just to make sure that they're not floating on your in your league's wire. Because I know they are. And these are, I think, pretty obvious ones. But in category leagues, the cockroach, Mason Plumley, Walker Kessler. You don't, you don't have to be convinced of what. Apparently you do because he's still available in 37% of leagues. Well, maybe you're not you. I'll be really shocked if there's someone listening to this podcast who doesn't have Walker Kessler. And there will be someone who goes, oh, but I've got like a four center limit. Please get rid of those limits. I know you can't do it in season, but you, you see how stupid they are, yeah? They're ridiculously stupid. Walker Kessler's a must roster player. I do not think they're going back to Vanderbilt over him. Killian Hayes is a must-roster player. And I think Jalen Duran is. And yes, the Pistons have one game. I would clearly drop Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bey, Hamadou Diallo. I don't care about those guys. I would not drop Hayes and Duran next week with one game. I wouldn't. They're too good. I think they are too good rest of season to drop for a one-game week. For points leagues, it's a lot of the same names. Plumlee, Hayes, Kessler. I'll throw Fultz in there. I think he's a must-roster in both. But he comes out really, really strongly in a points league, and you should make sure he's rostered. Let's look at some hot players. These are all available. These are all, sorry. These are all top 100 players who are widely available. Top 100 in the last week, we'll say. Gabe Vincent, we talked about already. Timothy John McConnell. Like this is absolutely, he's still rostered, available in over 55% of leagues. I don't know what more information you need here. 
we said, get him 25 minutes a night. He will be a 12-team league guy comfortably. It's The evidence is there. Do not wait on this. Do not wait on this. Joe Harris and Royce O'Neal. Um, I think Royce is definitely a priority over Joe. His minutes are going to... He's going to push 40 minutes a night with Duran out, I think. He's a clear priority to me over, over Joe. Damian Lee's been really strong. And if Paul and Shamit remain out, I, I don't mind grabbing him. I don't know if there's gigantic upside, but he's been top 100. Like, hard to argue with that. Trey Lyles also really, really good numbers on the back of unsustainable field goals and blocks. But while he's getting these minutes and playing this well, I, I don't mind him as a stream. Isaiah Jackson, we spoke about already. We love it, but we understand. Hopefully, there's going to be a significant drop. And then Winyan Gabriel, he's only played two games, but he looked good in at least the last game that they played against in that double overtime game against the Mavericks. I wouldn't consider him a 12 or 14 or maybe 16 team league. Yeah, that's about it. Let's go to those some of those deeper leagues. Um, these guys are all available in 90% of leagues. Nico Batum and Caleb Martin and Grayson Allen are all guys that in 14 team leagues, I think have utility and they're available. And the rest of these guys are all 16 team leagues option. Gaz Payton. Now get people, Gaz Payton's still available, but I will still have people ask me, hey, is he a 12 team ad? No, he's not. He had four steals yesterday. That's great. I think he got them in the first four minutes of, the, of his playing time. And that that's really good to get four steals. It's it's strong to get four steals, but you know, do we think that's realistic? No, of course not. He's like a lower minute Alex Caruso. And that's not a must roster player. 16s, sure. Absolutely. Bob Covington, not certain on that, but I would take the flyer in 16s. Pat Beverly's a good 16. Anthony Lamb in 16. He's going to run into a problem where he runs out of games because he's a two-way contract player. I think they'll find a way to sign him rest of season. So he's okay for 16s. And Alvarado is a good 16-team league guy as well. Let's look at some other names quickly. Terrence Mann, he's still the starting point guard. John Wall's injury doesn't really change huge amounts for him. But I guess last game we saw Wall play like 29 minutes or whatever. So maybe there was a threat to Mann. So that threat's gone away. It's now going to be replaced by Reggie Jackson. I think Mann is at least a 12-team curiosity versus a must roster, but he's an option there. Emmanuel, quickly, I'm not 100% convinced. I think he is worth a 12-team hold. And the same goes for De'Anthony Melton. They are worth just holding, seeing what happens over the next week or so. Tony Warren, I think, is an ad. Although, again, there's going to be him and Harris and O'Neill and Curry that sort of all eat into each other. McConnell, I just spoke about. Rudy Gobert hurt his groin. I don't know the severity of that groin injury, but you just go and grab Britt Nasreed. You, you go grab him, and we figure it out later. If Gobert comes back, we can drop Reed. But if Gobert is out, then we love it. We have to add Nasreed. And I shouldn't have probably left it this long, but we have to add Nasreed. You, you just can't afford to let a potential top 40 player Let's say Gobert's out two weeks. You can't let that on the wire. You add him now. Shake Milton. Some good minutes of late. 29 minutes last game. He had another three 20-minute games before that. But remember, the game against the Thunder, he played 15 minutes. He's worth considering because they are dropping down the minutes of PJ Tucker and Tobias Harris is dealing with that knee problem. Harris returned to that game against the Thunder and then had to sit out the game on the weekend due to the knee issues. That's a little bit of a worry. Um, Milton could be a good scoring option, could be an assist streamer. I wouldn't consider him a 12-team league guy, but there's, some, there's a little bit of something there for deeper formats, not interested in 12s. And then we've got the two Raptors guys because they've got the five-game week. And I talked yesterday in the weekly preview about how I don't really think 
the chances of them playing you know, 20 plus a night for five games is likely. And then, of course, in Saturday's game, Preston Chua played 28 minutes. He had He's okay there, but I, I almost think Precious needs 25 minutes to be a 12-team league player. Such is the deficiencies in his game. How was he able to play 28 minutes? Well, Van Vliet played only 26 and Gary Trent played only 20. Now, Van Vliet is dealing with a back issue, but I don't expect 20 minutes of Gary Trent and Precious that you were getting 28 to be a recurring thing. But again, they are the, probably the two guys that I'd look at if you are looking to add a five-game Raptor. The other one that might be interesting is Malachi Flynn because if Van Vliet is out, then maybe he can play 20 minutes a night, but it literally might be for one game. So they still remain in that weird territory. While again, this is what I talked when I talked about the five-game week for the Raptors saying the unpredictability. Like on Saturday, Boucher played 18 minutes, which that's okay. 18 minutes, Boucher, five games a week, no worries. The game before that, he played 10 and 15 and 10 and 16 and 20 and four. Okay, so what if he goes 10, 10, 15, 24 over the week? Is that worth it for five games? No, it's not. There's no level of... By the way, Boucher shooting like 28% from three this season. There's no level of consistency with those guys. So while well, again, we go the five-game week, we go, well, who's available? And it's those guys. And you go, okay, well, maybe, but I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyway, that'll do it. For me today, don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below as I just bring the screen on that I didn't mean to. Um, yeah, leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.